1: No matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is it's tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From blues and politics, and over the middle getting free, to sports and entertainment. Touchdown! We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have some fun, man! This is Young Black and Bothered. Um, so we are back again for, I guess, episode two of what is this media maintenance? Oh shit, I'm gonna have to remember that name. That's a tongue twister.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what say you? Who are you,
2: ma'am? Um, I am Mercedes, aka Pearson Petty. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Pierce
1: and Betty. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I got a few A.K.A.'s. I ain't going to give you all of them. So it's your boy Greg, A.K.A. Greggy, A.K.A. Mariachi Poppy, A.K.A. Catch Me with the Chipotle line trying to get a full spoonful. A.K.A. Your favorite lollipop. A.K.A. The Inner Hole whisper, A.K.A. The original, the sequel, and the motherfucking spinoff. A.K.A. Smack Nicholson. A.K.A. Skinny Testaverde. A.K.A. Red Nail Polish is still trash. And it always will be.
2: I did one, aka you ran like seven of them off. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I need to step it up. I'm, I'm going to have, like, next episode, I'm, I'm coming through.
1: You, you better. I'm yeah. coming through. So, I don't even know where we're going to go with this episode. So good that we can only counter that with, like, more nonsense. Because that was really structured. Um, a lot of people probably were like, oh, well, when they listen to it, because it hasn't really come out yet. Like, oh "Oh, that was really nice that was cute that was a nice little introduction between the two of them but um
2: they played a game but now
1: yeah we're here we're here Uh, well so i don't even know where to begin because i asked you literally like two hours ago like how was (laughs) how was your weekend so i can't really go and rebut that but I mean, we
2: can we can just jump in. I don't know if you want to segue. If you
1: have, I mean, I I I can if you want. I don't want to, but sure. Um, so men are trash (laughs) for for the most. Uh, Facts. Dudes are trash, and it's it's weird because I know a lot of women who are like, oh, I have more like men friends than women, Mm -hmm. and like me as being a friend to like a lot of women, like there was actually a best lady at my wedding and she, yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, I enjoy being around women's company as long as like the drama that they have, isn't something I have to be a part of more. So, Uh, so maybe I'm kind of like the counter to a woman who has a lot of guy friends, but then there's just niggas. So I have friends who just, don't know how to act. And it's usually right around this time, which is like when the weather breaks. When the weather breaks. Yeah, when it's like more than forty degrees for three consecutive days. It's like, (laughs) you know what? How am I gonna fuck up? So um you had like told me that you wanted to have a segment on maintaining a healthy relationship after a toxic one.
2: Yes. Um I feel like, well, first of all, this is something I'm kind of going through, not kind of going through, something I'm dealing with right now. Um, But I also feel like these are conversations I have with a lot of my friends where after you come from a situation with somebody who's trash and even like in my case, I have inherited trash tendencies. (laughs) Um, because I was around that, so I'm like, oh, you going to play? I'm going to play too. So it's like taking all of that out and just being able to really focus on a relationship for what it is and being mature as it grows, you know?
1: So I guess since you are on a show with me and I'm a guy, and for the most part of my life, I wouldn't shit. So yes. ask, the, ask the questions that you want to ask to you know said person, and then I can try to parse it.
2: To said person, new person or said person, yeah.
1: old person? Um, I would say more so to new person because the old person, that's one of those conversations you have after. So we'll do both. We'll do a play. Okay. So talk to me as if it was the new person.
2: If I was, if, I'm, if you're him and I'm trying to maintain this relationship with you now. Exactly. Okay. So I think the first thing I would say is, I guess what do relationships look like for you? I feel like some people just—I actually need to watch this while I read table talk side note because <laughs> I was talking some things about he wants a relationship, and like Jada was asking him, but like, what do you want from it? And he's like, I just want somebody to love me, mm-hmm. me. But I feel like a lot of people go into situations and don't really have a definition of what they want. So, in your relationship, what do you want out of this relationship?
1: Well, first and foremost, as you know. A guy or whatever. I don't even, I'm instantly like defensive. Like when you ask,
2: of course you are.
1: Yeah, you're like, what do you want as a relationship? I'm instantly like, wait, so she wants a relationship. She could have just asked that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want, I don't really want anything because the situation being what it is, whatever the situation is, is probably comfortable enough for the guy that he's like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: having that question thrown at him, he's instantly like, okay, what in the fuck happened and what did I do wrong?
2: No, but I feel like, well, at least for me, like these are conversations, like he and I have conversations about relationshiping, like, um. again, we're, you know, so like these are conversations we have had, kind of. Um, but I do feel like men freak out when you're like, oh, a relationship. And I'm just like, can you calm the fuck down? Because even when I say relationship, I don't even necessarily mean like a committed relationship. I just mean like the relationship between the two of us.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: What do you look like? What is it that you what like what is it that you have expectation from a relationship and then people are always like well we don't have expectations but like you have expectations for everything whether you be conscious about them or not like everybody has expectations for other people
1: absolutely well for me I feel like every guy has like three fears in life and it's like it's literally it's not a what's better than you know the other or what's worse than the other it's just more so the three things you don't want to hear one is let's be friends like that's the absolute like one that any guy will say, like, wait, what the fuck is that? So number two is we need to talk. <laughs> so we need, <laughs> we, need to, we need to talk. because like something's about to go down. I don't know what's about to go down, but either way, I'm here and I don't really want this conversation to happen right now. And then the third is the situation that you're going through now where y'all are having, I want to say you have more thoughts than he possibly has, but you don't know how to approach it. And he doesn't either.
2: What do you mean? I have more thoughts?
1: Yeah, oh it just what? means guys don't have thoughts. It's more so like everything was going okay. smooth because we we aren't shit.
2: No, I know, but for me, it's not like I don't have thoughts about like where our relationship is in terms of status. Like that's not a concern for me right now.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I think it's just a matter of literally just like maintaining the relationship itself. Like uh-huh. even the way that things are good in itself right now Mm -hmm. like me like i like because of past situations i will look for every little minuscule thing to be like nope i gotta go gotta go time to Mm -hmm. go bye um or even for myself like i said i've inherited some trash nigga tendencies so also stepping outside of those because like i'm not really pressing for anything to move any other way than it is but I still have difficulty standing in the relationship as is right now because things are good and
1: I'm traumatized oh so you feel like okay everything's going too good right now so with you know when's the ball gonna drop
2: more or less yeah because I feel like because I feel like I'm so accustomed to this like a toxic ass relationship where we was always fighting always just, it was just a hot mess on a regular basis. So for me right now, I'm just like, "Mm, time to go, but I don't really feel like that, but I'll catch myself in those situations where it could be like one little tiny thing. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know.
1: Well, you, you ever considered that it could just be you getting a little bit older and a lot of the things that you used to like try to pinpoint and hope that those things went wrong that you're like, you know what? that doesn't really concern me anymore.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I think some of it is that too, because there's things that would bother me before. Like I used used to be, I don't want to say needy, but I needed a lot of attention, Mm -hmm. but I don't need that anymore. Like I don't, in order for me to feel secure in a relationship, I don't
1: need those things anymore. Okay. And that's a really big point. At least for guys, like, we always feel as though, like, if we give too much attention, then she gets bored really quick. And then she's going to try to find it out. Or it's like, wait, he's giving me all this attention because he's trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it took me, like, a while to realize, like, there's a balance between the attention that you give a certain person. So if you care about them, like, look, I'm giving you my attention. You know that you are my attention. But outside of that, like, there's nothing else going on. But then Mm -hmm. there's a small case where there's those guys who just Mm -hmm. ain't shit to begin with and it's not,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So, I mean, maybe you're in that situation where you're kind of overthinking a situation.
2: That's exactly what I'm doing. Oh, did it die?
1: Wait, somebody died?
2: No, I thought my computer died.
1: Oh, Lord. No, that was... I told you...
2: (laughs) That just
1: right, go ahead. But um, I don't know. Maybe in your situation, like you're just kind of overthinking it to the point where the guy actually just might be a good guy. Um, I'll give you.
2: Oh, yeah, I know. That's the. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> it's
1: okay. There's there's nothing wrong with overthinking, but the difference between you and a lot of other women is a lot of women won't catch on until like. It's I don't want to say it's a little bit too late, but it's one of those things where the guy is kind of when you tell him it's like wait you're bringing it all at once. It seems like you are thinking about it as you go, so you can go and have a conversation with him, and he's like, okay, I knew this was coming, so you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I catch I catch I catch myself like in those moments where I'm like, what is wrong with you? I'm very self aware. I try to be mm-hmm. so I like literally catch myself mid thought or mid set whatever. And just be like, does this actually matter? No, shut up. And then I'll just try to move on from it and let it go from there. Because nine times out of ten, it is nothing. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like that's something where, and again, like I've had friends who deal with this too, like you don't know either from poor relationships or like poor, like lack of exposure to proper relationships coming up. Like you don't know what it's supposed to look like or you don't know what it's supposed to be or feel or seem like at all.
1: Yeah. Now, question when it came to like your previous relationship any relationship that happened prior to what you have now Mm -hmm. when you were speaking about you know it being toxic because that was the keyword that you used was toxic do you feel as though it was toxic because you didn't grow from it or you didn't learn anything from it or was it toxic because it was just an overall bad situation
2: it was just an overall bad situation we fought all that it was we fought all the time um about dumb shit Mm -hmm. there was a lot of like. Control or like an attempt to control from his Mm -hmm. side, we would get into. It was just a lot of like up and down. Like we would get into like a really big nasty fight, Mm -hmm. like at nighttime. Maybe -hmm. maybe let's say it was a Friday night, we got into like a big nasty fight on the phone Mm -hmm. at 10 p.m. Friday night, and then 7 a.m. Saturday morning, he's outside my house and calls me and says like Come downstairs, let's talk, or or whatever. So it was just always like up and down, and up and down, and up and down, up and down for like almost two years. It was like that. Wow. And I just like, but I, like, I loved him, but we, it was so ugly, especially like looking back at it. I was like, what was wrong with you?
1: Well, I don't think that was more so an issue with you. It's just more so like male insecurity and the fact that he, how can I put it without sound like putting myself out there? But I guess we have to since. Put this- yourself
2: out there. Let's go yeah. To transparency. Yeah.
1: Um. Like for me, I know I was in a situation where I kind of like cared more than I should have. But the only reason I cared more than I should have was because that I started notice she. You know, I noticed that she was getting more attention outside mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. So um, it became a thing where, like, I was giving her all the attention I could possibly give her, but then there was how can I put it? It's like the bias of new, like newness, if you want to call it that, where there's someone else, a a work husband, a dude that she met at a club the night before something Mm -hmm. like that. And she didn't intentionally go and make this situation happen for her, which is more so like you're doing what you're doing, but it's basically getting you by as a guy. So you aren't doing more than what you should be. Like, oh, I'm a boyfriend now, so I'm comfortable in being the boyfriend role, but I'm not going to do more than just that because then either as a guy, we're thinking, okay, if we do more, she's going to think we're doing dirt, or you know, we're just.
2: Do y'all really think that? I never yeah,
1: really absolutely, that absolutely. Every every woman that I've been with that you know I started doing more than I don't want to say what was the norm, but more than what was outside of my scope,
2: uh-huh. then.
1: I would instantly feel as though like, you know, she would think that I'm doing a little bit more than all. Then. Oh, yeah.
2: You're trying to cover everything. I never felt like that. It's, I it's, never felt like that. Maybe now this, yeah,
1: now this might not be every single guy, but I know for a fact with me in past tense, I'm sure that's been a situation. Like there was mm-hmm. a girl that like once upon a time, like her and I used to date and we worked together. So we worked together and I was like. That's horrible. By the way. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely horrible and people will, you know, take it for what it was, but it was just a really bad situation overall. Um, but working with her was, it was cool until it wasn't cool for the most part because we're doing what we're doing. And then I started noticing that like I was taking that transition where people would talk to her that were of the opposite sex, other men that were on different floors and different departments, and stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell is going on? they extra friendly. So I was like, you know what, Uh, I'm going to have to... But do you
2: feel like you were just being sensitive to it?
1: Well, no, because she actually ended up doing some... Oh, oh. All all the stuff that I thought that she was doing, she was actually doing.
2: Yikes.
1: And the thing is, I actually got it put on me as if I was doing it because I'm, for the most part, I'm really Mm -hmm. friendly. So I can, like, interact with anybody, but my interactions with people is completely different from Mm -hmm. what some people's interactions are. Her interaction was, oh, yeah, there's someone giving me attention, so... I'm gonna go and be with that attention for the moment. So it came out at a Christmas party actually that she was going and doing dirt. Now the thing is her and I were kicking it for a few months and um. nobody had a clue that her and I were like like so were y'all like together
2: or were y'all just dealing with each other? Y'all were just yeah,
1: just, just dealing with each other. Okay. Just Dylan. We weren't together. So it wasn't one of those things we you have to go into HR and be like, hey, her and I are talking. We've been talking. <laughs> yeah. It was more so like, hey, when we get together, we get together. And then when we're not together, not we're not different.
2: together. Mm-hmm.
1: What kind of made it messy was she liked that attention. And whatever I was giving her was fine, but it was like, okay, other people giving it, so she's like escalating the situation. To the point where I had to reel in, because I was like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she gets classified as basically like the office hoe and all that. And then it all comes out at the Christmas party. I was like, "Oh shit!" So I'm thinking they're talking about me the entire time. Like, oh, the guy that she's talking to, and I found out who she was dealing with. And I was like, "Yo, like, r- really?" Oh, and that honestly, like, that was just one of like a few toxic race like relationships. Relationships,
2: when it, yeah.
1: But you uh, going oh back, God. going back to what we were talking about though. Um, yeah. You, I guess, maintaining with him. It should be, for the most part, pretty simple if you basically tell them what you want.
2: It seems that way. But I think a lot of it is like, I don't really know what I want right now. I mean, I have an idea, right? But I've also, like I told you, I've been single for like six years. So, why do you make that face? Oh, so for me, it's just like, <laughs> do I, for me, it's like coming to terms like, okay, do I actually want a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's then me asking my, my like myself that same question like, okay, if I do have a boyfriend, what is a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. Or even like this, like, what does that look
1: like for me? Well, what, go ahead. A relationship for you probably won't seem the same now, six years later. What you thought was a relationship oh. is honestly like, my last relationship was before, like, I don't want to say it was like right when Twitter was like the whole phase thing, people were hanging mm-hmm. out and Instagram, even though people used it, they weren't using it to the magnitude they are now. Yeah. More importantly, like relationships aren't relationships anymore. It's like, okay, we've been together for like six months and then that was fun. I learned a lesson and I can go from that. That's why you have like mm-hmm. Ariana Grande's of the world and um like <laughs> Big Sean and you know, Janae, it's like, oh, I didn't even realize they weren't together until Tuesday. And they were like, Oh, well, they're not together anymore. It's like they oh.
2: together for a while or something like yeah. that.
1: Well, And that's the thing. I don't pay that enough attention because I honestly don't care about anybody else's relationship outside of my own unless Mm -hmm. like I'm invested in it. So like you get in a relationship, I'm going to be like, oh, well, I'm invested in that relationship. So if he Mm -hmm. does anything that's wrong, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to fight him that day. That's fine. (laughs) So that's just the relationship I keep with people, but not obviously every single person.
2: No, of course um yeah I think I don't know but I feel like a lot of people don't even know what what a relationship is like I think social media has fucked up people's perception of relationships and I feel like people don't really have because for me relationship is really like a partnership like I don't really like I don't want to own my partner I don't want to have control over them I don't want to feel like they are required to do xyz because I'm their whomever like for me it's just like equal partnership because I wouldn't want somebody to feel like that about me. Like I, Mm -hmm. I have dated men who have the tendency to want to like control me, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not that person. And I feel like from the get go, I already give off. Like I'm not that person Mm -hmm. for you to be trying to do that with, but I don't know if they see it as like a challenge or something like that.
1: It's definitely a challenge.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But it's some bullshit because it's not going to like, it doesn't work. And then you end up frustrated because, you don't want me to go out on Friday and I'm going to go out on
1: Friday anyway. So. Well, do you think that's because like a lot of guys are used to just being the only guy? And if they're not the only guy, cause just, you know, I don't want to keep going on experiences from when I was. Oh, I think that's the <laughs> whole segment. But like, I know for a fact that like if I was doing my own thing, I'm like, Oh, that's completely fine. That's normal. But then. If I see somebody doing the same thing that I'm trying to date or if I've even come past that stage in life where I'm like, you know, I don't do that anymore. But if they're doing this, like, oh, well, that's, it's weird. I think
2: it depends on what it is. And I think that a lot of times people project their shit on other people. So I do agree with, like, some of that, though. But that also has to do with people's phases of life. Mm -hmm. Um, People go through different phases at different times and stuff like that. But again, like, I think being in a partnership is, like, My partner likes to go out with their friends. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to trust them to do so. Well, whatever the case may be.
1: So, so as a guy just asking you, so you're talking to a guy and Mm -hmm. you're trying to establish like things that make each other comfortable. Yeah. So he says, okay, these are the three things that I want from you that hopefully Mm -hmm. like you, you don't ruin or you don't cross that line. So if he's like, hey, if you are out at a bar and a guy buys you a drink, like, hey, just make sure that a friend's there. That could be considered, like, a thing. So what would be three things for you, for your, you know, potential guy, your current guy, whatever, that you would want from them? Like, from three to one, that you would be like, okay, I know that I don't want you to do this or I want you to do this. Either way.
2: It could be don'ts or do's it could be um just like I do I feel like it's general like consistency for me is a big thing uh when I say consistency I just mean in terms of communication and in terms of time with that person and I don't mean like consistency like all the time every day
0: yeah but
2: I do have to see the person I'm with enough Mm -hmm. um and I do have to talk to them enough because and this is again just me being an ancient person. Sometimes, like I get bored, <laughs> and men still talk to me. So, like if I'm not ta- if I'm not talking to you enough, and men are talking to me, it's just like why is this man talking to me more than somebody else or whatever the case may be? So that's one. Um, that's a do. I feel like, but at the same time, like don't be too invasive of my space. Because okay. there have been people who don't respect like established boundaries, like I think there's I feel like everybody's quote unquote busy, you know what I mean, yeah, um, but there are things where I'm like, okay, I have a pretty set schedule, like I schedule everything, like my schedule for the next two weeks is already done,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and if i if somebody tries to like kind of overpower those things, that makes me feel overwhelmed, and i'll and I'll pull back, yeah. So I feel like that's a don't. Like, don't uh, overestimate your importance.
1: Um, great. Oh, boy. That is perfect.
2: Yeah, don't overestimate your importance. Like, you are important to me, but please don't overestimate it. Um, third one, third one, third one, third one. Um, I feel like do... Shit, I don't know. You see, I'm telling you. I don't know these things. <laughs> um... I feel like I do want to feel mm, like I want like a semi-romantic partner. Like I'm not a super mushy person, Mm -hmm. but I do want somebody who in some regards like puts in a decent amount of effort into making me feel special or d- whatever, whether it's dates, whether it's conversation, whether it's text, whether it's those things. Like, I feel like just like that, like an a- like not affirmation, but just like I know that you're here and we're good. Any kind of shit like that makes me comfortable.
1: Okay, that's not bad. I think that's like
2: I don't ask for like I'm like I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much. Honestly.
1: I- a lot of guys, I'm sure me included, like if I wasn't high right now, like shout out to me. <laughs> but um, I'm sure a lot of guys like when they hear that, like if you just sat it, like sat down with them and had that conversation, they would take it a little bit better. But a lot of people have an issue where they text and they, you know, just have conversations in ways they shouldn't instead of just let me talk to you really quick. Like, Let's meet up. And we had this discussion and you're not breaking up with them. Cause I know as a guy, if somebody's like, Hey, let's meet up at a bar and talk, I'm like, okay, what in the hell is going on? But the way that you conveyed it to me is how a lot of guys would much more rather a woman approach them about Mm -hmm. things where it's like, okay, no one's talking over the other person. Everybody's just letting them get their thoughts out clearly. And Mm -hmm. then once you stop, that's your point to talk.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's pretty much, I mean, as I get older, I feel like that's how I convey my thoughts now. Um, And I think that that's why, like, he and I are able to get, like, motion through things as well, because we are able to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. But even still, sometimes for me, it's just a little hump for me to get over.
1: Well, Um, it's just, it's also you. So, you know. It
2: is me. It (laughs) is me. Like, 90% of the shit is me. So you know, but it's just like i'm tra- I'm traumatized like I'm traumatized so I'm working yeah. through it, I'm
1: working through it we need to damn do we have to make notes about traumatized past though What do you mean no I mean the way that you had said it, you were saying you're traumatized, yes. so are you traumatized by what could potentially happen, or are you traumatized by something that's happened previously?
2: I feel like I'm traumatized by my previous relationships, so I feel like I, because because of the, the magnitude of those relationships, I feel like it affects the way that I move in this relationship where I'm kind of like one foot in the door, one foot out the door at all times because yeah. I'm like, all right, what's happening?
1: Now, let me just ask you. So say in a situation where, like you said, you're one foot in, one foot out. So what if that one foot that's out, it ends up doing something and then the whole time that you thought that, you would, you know, had that foot out for some reason just in case he did something and you ended up doing it and he was like, but I never did anything. Like then what?
2: I don't operate like that. Like that's not for me when I when I like somebody, when I have feeling somebody, I'm very like I'm very tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. So like that one foot out is not when I say that, I don't mean one foot out in terms of like I'm gonna go fuck other niggas, I'm gonna go date other people. Like that's not what I mean. I just mean in terms of like if need be, I'll be ready to go. But I don't want to be like I don't want to have to do that. I want to yeah. just be able to just be like in mm-hmm. without without anything. Like without any like this nigga didn't answer my text in time. Then I'm <laughs> in right now because it should just be like little stupid shit.
1: Absolutely. So you know, you know, I'm I'm okay
2: though. I'm, I'm okay.
1: So what other thoughts or, or you know opinions do you have that anybody who's listening right now and it's like, oh shit, this is episode two. They went from zero to a hundred real quick.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's just really important in any relationship, whether you are traumatized or not, um, to just check in with yourself periodically and just make sure that if things are going good, they are genuinely going good or if things are not going as well, to recognize those things early. Um, But also to have conversations with your partner. And yes, talk to your friends, but sometimes your friend, I condone talking to your friends, but sometimes your friends will get you fucked up.
1: Man, what? Sometimes
2: talking to your friends will get you fucked up. Like my sister... Will rile me up like nobody. It could be nothing. And I will text my sister, and all of a sudden, I'm ready to go kiss in my car over. Oh, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, key in cars. What?
2: I mean, I'm just kidding, but not really. Right. So <laughs> you- <laughs> but,
1: I didn't have a soundboard for this show. Be
2: careful. Like, I think just make sure that you are in tune with yourself and that you have conversations with your partner. And if you really need to talk to your friends, just talk to your level higher friends. Don't talk to your crazy friends. Unless it's really like a crazy friend situation.
1: I'm still kind of keying cars though. That, that wow.
2: <laughs> I've never keyed nobody's car. I've never done anything to anybody's property. You
1: sure about that? I,
2: yes, I promise. Like I don't set people shit on fire. I don't do any of that. Mm. But
1: in
0: the if event- I be
2: talking to my sister, my sister will have me ready to go do some shit that I don't be regularly doing. So I have to make sure if I'm upset about a situation, I have to make sure that it's worth that that kind of anger before I give it to her.
1: So you're saying that you have, <laughs> but you're not, but you are qualified to do it.
2: Um. Yes, I'm qualified.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy.
2: Um. I'm qualified. I just don't, but I'm qualified. I condone these things if need be, but I don't. Think <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't think that, that. The uh, I don't think that that should be the result. But you know, when nigga got you fucked up.
1: So, so, w- so since it's technically the end of March, um, a lot of people's New Year's resolutions have not panned out. Um, I think you and I talked about the keto diet, right? And yes. That, uh, do we, you want to touch on that before like we yeah. get out of here? So I'll tell you what happened in my experience with keto. So keto, keto, whatever you want to call it, it's just trash. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for an entire month. And this was last year. You know, I told myself, like, after the, like, wedding and everything, I'm going to get completely back in shape um, after that two-month period where everything was what it was. So, September, October, November, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go keto. I went to the grocery store. I went and used Instacart. I bought shit that I don't normally eat.
2: I love Instacart.
1: Yeah. I love it, too. But it's like, uh, I was spending a lot of money. It was, like, $175. (laughs) Well, I went to costco mind you all places um mind you i live in an apartment so imagine ordering costco and you're ordering shit that you know you're not going to eat in like three months so i ordered like 16 things of meatballs but it came in like two big ass bags and it was like it was really fucking big then i ordered um like garlic powder i have garlic powder that will last me for the next eight years um it, it looks like i was going to somebody's family reunion but I was just shopping <laughs> just for
2: you. So, just for you.
1: Yeah. So anybody who knows of keto, like, knows that there's a lot of things that you can eat. But the list of things you can't is absolute trash. Um, the keto diet basically tells you to eat every fatty food you can possibly eat. Bacon, chicken, you know, steak, um, avocado. Basically, the things that aren't from the ground and things that aren't of root. Um, They tell you, don't eat bread, don't eat rice, don't eat, you know, fruit. And I'm like, wait, but I like fruit. I like pineapples and shit. So the first week went completely good. I was like, oh, shit, I lost like four pounds in the first week. And mind you, my goal wasn't to lose the weight. It was just more so to like try to slim up a little bit, but make it build into muscle. And a lot of people kind of confuse keto as being the be all, say all. So I look Mm -hmm. on Reddit and online and on Twitter and people are like, I lost seven pounds this week. I'm like, because you did nothing and you basically ate nothing for mm-hmm. like four or five days. So they consider it being a low-carb, high-fat diet. So I was going to Seven Eleven, and there's nothing in Seven Eleven that you can actually eat. So it's like, okay, I would end up drinking, um, what do you call that drink? Um, it's like five calories. Either way, it wasn't really good. And then I would go and eat a Slim Jim for lunch because- yeah, and I haven't had a Slim Jim since like... Well, March. why were you
2: not meal prepping and bringing
1: food to your job? Well, this was the first week. So the uh, first okay. week I was more I was more so trying to figure things out. I was like, online, going on YouTube, looking for clips.
2: Yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to look at a clip and it's like, oh, well, you can substitute macaroni and cheese with cauliflower and you can make cauliflower mac and cheese. It's mm-hmm. absolute trash. I'm it sounds
2: you. nasty.
1: It's, uh, some things just are what they are. Cauliflower is cauliflower. You can't, like, go and try to replace mac and cheese with cauliflower. Like, my grandmother would spit on me if I was like, hey, for Thanksgiving, instead of you making mac and cheese, you make cauliflower mac and cheese. Like, (laughs) no. Something just sounds disgusting. So, there's that. Then, you know, I went to the grocery store because the Safeway around me was closed at the time. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to go and get this one thing for recipes I was going to make a like a lasagna and one of the one of the recipe ingredients was pork rinds and I have never liked or wanted pork rinds a day in my life Mm -mm. so I ended up buying the pork rinds I opened the bag and I instantly threw them in the trash I was like I can't do this shit like there's so much pork and so much meat and flesh I was like Mm-mm. I can't do keto. Um, but I still have friends now that are like, oh, well, I've lost 19 pounds in six months. I was like, that's good. But what happens when you actually when stop? You stop? Yeah, when you stop and you pick up 28 pounds because all you've eaten for the past four months is bacon and salad. Like, no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing about that shit sounds amusing to me.
2: I have a coworker who did it uh, about a month ago. She did it for a month. She lost a good amount of weight. She was already small to begin with, but Mm -hmm. She lost, like, a noticeable amount of weight, and she, I don't know, she's put some of it back on, but it hasn't been heavy, but I just, I don't know, I don't feel like I could eat that much meat. Yeah. Um, I'm also lactose intolerant, so I can't eat cheese and stuff anyway, so I would, what?
1: I said, I can't wait. Can't wait
2: wait for what? We're
1: going to eat all the cheese when you come
2: home. Look, you'll suffer, not me. (laughs) Um, um, mm -mm. so those things that like I, I just can't get, I, w- I was vegan for a while for like a How did you like diet? Six months. It's hard. I really like chicken mm-hmm. and I wasn't full. Like I was a BS vegan. So like I would still eat things that had dairy mm-hmm. in it, but I just wouldn't, I mean, dairy, like animal products in it, but I wouldn't eat the actual animal product. Mm-hmm. So for example, like I would still eat cake. But I wouldn't eat eggs or I wouldn't eat whatever. Oh, okay. It was, you know what I mean? So, like, I wouldn't eat eggs or I wouldn't eat chicken, but I would eat, like, bread. Um, oh. Because vegan bread just sounds funny. Um, yeah. But I was too reliant on carbs. Like, I was eating way too much rice, way too much starch, way too much pasta. And, like, mm-hmm. I ended up putting on weight being vegan because I was substituting all the time and it's like a lot of soy products too and soy's it's not good for you know so yeah i want to try keto but i don't feel like i could eat that much meat so i'm trying to do like kind of like i guess like a paleo ish or like maybe somehow balance veganism mm. and like really just plant-based dieting with meat but like not a shit mm. time
1: well i will say one of like the podcast I do listen to, Project Fandom. So mm-hmm. the woman that hosts the show, she's been doing keto, her and her husband, for a while. And she said how much weight she's lost, but at the same time, she's also contributed to the fact that she's not only changed her diet, but she's changed her like entire fridge. Yeah. So the things that she eats, she's like, okay, I'm not going to have too much red meat. So what they do is, instead of doing the complete seven days a week, nothing but keto, they have two cheat days. So out of the seven day week, they have two days that they know for a fact that they can go and like, you know what? I want a fucking cheat. You know, I want a bag of Cheetos. Mm-hmm. I want a cheese, mm-hmm. bun, something like that. And it seems to work for them. Um, she was saying she was having a really bad time going in and out of ketosis. Um, I'm really not a big fan of having headaches. So with keto, I just, I think that was my main thing. Cause I went into ketosis after like four days
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I had the biggest headache for, like, the next three days.
2: No, I can't.
1: I couldn't go to work. And I've gone to work hungover. I've gone to work high from, like, the night before. Mm -hmm. But a headache is a completely different beast. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And you being an educator, like, I would would punch somebody's kid. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, why are you here? And no, like, everything about you is bad.
2: Yes. Yes, I feel like that would impede on uh me being a good teacher. So maybe not. Maybe during the summer I'll go to a run because um, I am seeing I've got vacations coming up. So I'm trying to be as naked as possible and as comfortably as possible. <laughs> so you,
1: you you having a shirt off summer is what you're saying?
2: Yes, yes, shirt off. Look, look, I'm having everything off summer. I don't. Mm, but
1: uh-huh. well, oh, we try know to- we know what you meant. <laughs> I have
2: everything off summer except you know i'm into, but
1: you know oh lord do you have any trips planned
2: yeah well i'm going to vegas in a month um
1: Ooh,
2: boy yeah boy i'm going to vegas for like four for like an appropriate time i'm going to vegas for like four days so like enough time for me to get really really tired mm-hmm. and then i'll still have because we have being a teacher i get breaks and shit. so i'm off for like like easter but i have like 10 days off so oh wow yeah, so I'm taking the first three days just in my bed and then I leave for Vegas. I have four days in Vegas, then I have come back and then I have three more days in my bed.
1: So oh, cool. So, you, so, work. so letting not everybody done. know now there will not be an episode that we just watch it live. <laughs> no, just... we should do i in
2: Vegas. Oh so boy,
1: bad. I'm absolutely terrified of how that will work out.
2: Oh, yeah. Like Just, you know, we can get rid of it if it don't work. Um, and I'm going to St. Lucia in July. Uh, one of my best friends that I actually met being, well, I met her in New York, but we went overseas together. Uh-huh. Um, she's St. Lucian, and her family also lives there. So, and they have carnival in July. And I bought one of the little dental floss costumes. Oh, for boat, So I'm about, you know, I'm out here.
1: Did you say the dental floss costume?
2: My sister calls it. <laughs>
1: So, you're just gonna walk around just ass out, okay? All right, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. I really am. You thought I was kidding when I said, as I, def- I definitely
1: thought you were kidding. But when, hey,
2: when it- we get off, when we finish recording, I'm gonna send you to costume. Kyle.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm terrified. I'm
2: out here, I'm out here.
1: If y'all see, <laughs> if y'all see her <laughs> out in July, just go ahead and put it on Instagram live and tag us because that, oh, I can't wait. I'm,
2: I'm big. I will take over the, I will take over the podcast uh, Instagram and we'll, oh, sh- we'll be no, in St. Lucia's together.
1: You can't, you trust me, you can. We had a friend um, that was at Carnival. Um, uh, I want to say Delilah was there and she was talking about all the stuff that she had done there. And mm-hmm. Um, but this was carnival, which one? There's so many damn carnivals, I couldn't even tell you.
2: Every, It's like every Caribbean country has their own, yeah.
1: But, I mean, they had a fucking blast. They were on Instagram and everything. Me, I can't do it, so.
2: I'm super excited. I've never done, um, and I'll be, like, living, like, local because my friends, family, and everybody's there, so mm-hmm. I won't really feel too touristy. I'll get to stay in a house, and I'll be there for eight days. Oh. Carnival, like, three days. But I'll be there for eight days. Get a nice little tan. Oh, Jesus. Hey, no. I'm telling hey, you, you, you me this summer. I'm telling you. This
1: summer, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and mute all of her story. All, <laughs> <laughs> all of her posts. Out
2: <laughs> here. Out here. Uh, oh. Beside that, I don't have any other naked vacation. I have other little trips or whatever here and there. Like, I got a trip to Philly, you, whatever. No, but other than that, I'm chilling.
1: I don't think I have anything planned. Um, I know... I have a wedding in September. So for me, it's more so weddings and people's baby showers from last year. You know,
2: I've never been to a wedding. What? I've never been to a wedding.
1: Have you never been to a wedding?
2: Because I don't know no married people.
1: <sighs> well, we're going to have to figure this out. Right? <laughs> I've
2: never been <laughs> to a wedding. I think I only have been to a wedding one time when I was a child. Like my dad's neighbor got married. and Honestly- But I've never been to a wedding. Honestly,
1: because what you what twenty? You're about to turn twenty seven, right? So, so for me, I honestly I hadn't gone to a wedding before I was like twenty five, other than my mom's. So Mm -hmm. outside of that, like in the past, I'd say five six years, I've been to more weddings than I can possibly stand. Yeah, I'm saying, and that
2: it's I'm just getting to that age because like a lot of my friends are having babies and stuff like that, and like wedding. I'm going to a wedding next year mm-hmm. 2020, in June of 2020 6-2020 yeah 6-2020 I have a date there and I have to go to Spain for it that's one of my friends from Spain um, they're having a wedding next year but that'll be my first unless somebody get married in the meantime that'll be my first wedding
1: we'll, we'll, we'll find some friends that are, are <laughs> like, let me
2: find some engaged friends right now
1: I'm telling you, engagement is like one of the weirdest fucking things in the world. But going to people's weddings is very weird because obviously you'll want to get married eventually. So you start picking up pointers.
2: Maybe like, I won't. That should actually be a conversation because I don't know if I want to get married. we can talk about that on the show.
1: Do you want we can if you want. Like I
2: was talking about it right now. I don't know if I want to get married. Legally married.
1: Wait, what? You, I don't know if I want to
2: get married or not. Why not? Because I feel like, why do I need a piece of paper for me to tell this person that I love them for the rest of my life? Or maybe I won't love this person for the rest of my life. And that's just, that's not me being whatever. But it's just like, if I love you, why do I need this government stamp? There's no difference. Like, I mean, I understand there is a difference, but if I love you, regardless, I don't feel like a government marriage means anything else besides that we get to file our taxes together. And You don't, if you don't get much. <laughs> I know exactly. And so, but I, I feel like the only reason I would really get feel like it's necessary, like really necessary for me to have like this paper, is because if something, God forbid, were to happen to me or to him, then there say-so. Then like I can be in a hospital where I can have say-so over like emergency situations. But like other than
1: that. Yeah, a, a lot I this. as someone who's married, um, for me, I didn't think that I thought the same way. I thought that the situation of marriage was more so a document, a paper. Um, Honestly, when we went to go and sign the documents for the wedding and everything, I thought it was just basically like a transaction of like your life. It's like, Oh great. Like I'm writing myself off to something else. And um, there are perks and there are some things that aren't perks. Um, It's it's always for the woman because as a guy, you literally just show up Um, as someone who's been married and this is, it hasn't even been a year yet. So Mm -hmm. When we went through the wedding phase, it was more so her, her mom, my mom, and, like, that aspect of things. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, this is great. I can just sit back and do nothing. She, she was not like, anything. Yeah, she's like, oh, I, you know, I'm taking your name. I was like, great. You took my name. That's a good thing. And then it was all the receipts and everything that you have to deal with wedding-wise. Yeah. Like, oh, um, I didn't realize that everything was just a show everything with weddings yes,
2: it's the to- wedding not the marriage yeah
1: because yeah. a lot of people won't tell you once you come back from the honeymoon you still go back to work that Monday. And yes. like, oh well I, that's it like everybody's happy yeah, going in. through the wedding phase but then when you get married it's like oh and then you have to change your insurance or you have to change your mm-hmm. name your mail and then you have to go and i found this out the hard way tax season Tax season mm-hmm. is one of the worst things you can ever deal with. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't get married because it's honestly really one of the few things in the world that we have left that's genuine if you actually care about the person.
2: Yeah, I think it's special. I just I think lifetime partnership is special. I just mm-hmm. question the, the process
1: mm-hmm. of
2: legal marriage.
1: Yeah, legal marriage is trash. I will say that um, being happy with someone it's nice. Yeah. it's nice to also have the official documentation. So say so. if, you know, you guys both have children and mm-hmm. the children, you don't want to end up in a situation like Sierra in Future where you have blogs coming out saying that she's going and changing <laughs> baby Cooper's <laughs> name to Russell Wilson Jr. Like, that's not plausible. It's not going to happen. She's married now, but she wasn't married to Future, but she still has to ask him because mm-hmm. legal thing, everything with marriage yeah mm-hmm. so it's if you want to be happy um i would just say be happy married or single dating or something like that your happiness isn't going to change because the fact that you said i do mm-hmm. more than likely you're not going to be happy if you said i do and you were trash in a relationship beforehand they right. rarely ever work out
2: right and i think that's what you know and like i had a conversation with one of my friends like Things like that are usually for other people. Like, mm-hmm. I think that your bond with that person is the same regardless, but it just lets other people know, like, this is my wife as opposed to this is my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all bond necessarily doesn't, I mean, it may, I don't know, you can mm-hmm. contribute, but I don't know if it changes or not necessarily overnight because you're married.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people need the growth and the growth mm-hmm. comes in the form of marriage. There are a lot of people who did not know who they were as an adult until they were responsible for another person. And responsibility is kind of like a Sally Mae loan. Like, hey, <laughs> uh, that, that shit is what it is. Like, hey, we're married, so you're not only responsible for yourself, but you're responsible for mm-hmm. me yeah. and any children that we have. That's why we have a lot yeah. of single fathers out here who are just trash. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't want to take care of what they created because mm-hmm. there's no tangibles other than the kid. So I've run into a lot of guys who are like, oh, well, I take care of mine. I'm like, you realize it's not just yours. It's you and the kid Mm -hmm. and the kid's mother. Like, you can't go and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and get chicken. It's not like I'm getting chicken nuggets for the kid and then she's getting fries. Like, oh, no, everybody gets everything and it's equal. So marriage is definitely, it's weird. I'm still learning it as I go, but I guess it is what it is. Um, That's good.
2: I'll learn from you guys.
1: No, don't do that. Don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> I, am, I am still learning myself. Oh, boy.
2: I know, but I, I ain't going to start smoking.
1: So what, what, what have we led with so we can, like, you know, trail this episode to the end? So we've talked about consistency. We've, we've talked. Ta-
2: yes. We've
1: uh, talked, that's a do. Um, a don't is being invasive in your relationships. Um, don't
2: overestimate your
1: importance. Exactly. That, that's actually the name of this episode is don't um, overestimate your importance. Um, we also talked about effort. Effort is a really big thing when it comes to relationships and a lot of people don't put in enough. Um, check in with yourself periodically. You said that, which was mm-hmm. a really big point that I wanted to like touch on. I'll put in the notes and everything um, as well as conversations with your partner. And the fact that people who do have traumatized past and previous, even now their current relationships, like don't let that hinder you. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't change things. You can always improve. Um, yeah. We talked about tunnel vision and you having that, which I think that's really funny because I've definitely been the same way. So we relate in that regard. And um, basically when the ball is going to drop, we led into the entire podcast talking about relationships and when the ball actually does drop, like when do you actually get the entire complete person that you thought that you were, you know, initially mm-hmm. like talking to a dating? So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's definitely that. Um, we're gonna have to talk about friend zones the next episode because I think that's
2: friend zone. Yo, I have some theories about friend zones. I need to type this right now so that I can share them <laughs> later.
1: Yeah, the we're, we're definitely gonna have to talk about that as well as what you said earlier in the notes. Um, we'll talk about that after in post, but this is a really good second episode and we recorded them both in the same day. Same
2: day. Oh,
1: um, I'm oh. going to, I'm going to let you lead us out of the episode. So, so let everybody, obviously, you know, the usuals and social medias and everything, but you go and take us home.
2: Okay. Um, thank you for listening to our second episode of, uh, media maintenance, which Greg can't say, um, uh, <laughs> Um, we're having an awesome time and uh, check me on Instagram mercedesj.a and uh, follow Instagram young black black and bothered I can't say that you can't say I
1: tongue twister uh, obviously, you can follow us at Young Black Pod because she she's new. She doesn't know. It's just oh, Young, young Black,
2: Black and Bother? Bother. Oh, I thought it was like, oh, but Young Black and Bother. Okay, never mind. Shut yeah, up. Young Black
1: and Young Black and Bother is the podcast, but the actual social media. Because I mean,
2: Young Black Pod. gosh. Young you. Black
1: Pod. Dot, you know, that's the website as well. YoungBlackPod.com She's new, but she's lovely. We love her. Uh, <laughs> so um, no, but she she has to close us out. I was just correcting for a second. I don't want to step. No, up. no,
2: correct, correct, correct. But um yeah, thanks y'all for tuning in and uh,
0: we'll be back with another episode. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet
2: hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout,
0: and save 75% on your subscription.